from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. Big, big day here on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome into the Thursday edition. Sean Kelly with you from Studio B. Daniel Salerson's on the other side of the desk, and we're set to go. We've got a fun, fun show today for you. If you listened to yesterday's Black and Blue Report, you know that we've got a big guest today. Uh, More on that in just a moment. But certainly was fun last night to see the NFL schedule unveiled. And we're going to touch up on that, of course, as the Saints are set for the 2014 season. And here we go. At Atlanta week one on September the 7th. I've got mixed feelings about that. But the bottom line is this. There's a marquee game right there to start you off. And then we go from there. At Cleveland, home against Minnesota. At Dallas, home against Tampa Bay. The bye. Then at Detroit, home against Green Bay. At Carolina. Then a homestand of three straight games, San Francisco at home, Cincinnati, and Baltimore, all of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Then a very interesting road trip at Pittsburgh, back home to face Carolina, and then down the stretch at Chicago, home against Atlanta, and at Tampa Bay. We're going to break all that down for you with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com in just a moment. And then after that, the big guest today, uh, New Orleans' own Anthony Mackey in studio with us here he is a huge saints fan uh new orleans born and raised and now a mega movie star currently starring in captain america the winter soldier he's got another big project coming up and of course you know him from uh the hurt locker and she hate me and going all the way back to daniel salerson's favorite eight mile but a very accomplished actor a graduate uh of noca uh juilliard he's done broadway he's done theater shakespeare in the park uh, he's done some television. Uh, he's been on Ellen DeGeneres here lately, late night with Jimmy Fallon, uh, and now he's ours today. So we're going to have some fun with Anthony Mackey and cover a lot of different topics. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Black Blue Report or at Sean Kelly Live. Did I get your Twitter yesterday right, Daniel? At D. Salerson. So uh, that's where you'll find all the news regarding this program and, of course, uh, any news surrounding the Saints or the Pelicans. We'll try and pass along. Uh, digitally for you as well we're going to pick up the nfl draft preview series tomorrow and we'll jump back in with pick number 19 and the miami dolphins for sure tomorrow we may tack on more uh on friday to kind of kick the week uh, to a close we're getting closer and closer to the nfl draft but we'll take a break today from the nfl draft preview series to talk about the Saints schedule and anthony mack should be a great show thanks for joining us and we'll be right back At NBAstore.com, we have the largest collection of gear for all 30 NBA teams, plus a few new specialty items like the OKC Thunder Encore warm-up pants that may have come straight from Kevin Durant's locker. Definitely not from Kevin Durant's locker. Or the Houston Rockets snapback hat that James Harden possibly wore while walking his dog this morning. James Harden not guaranteed to pre-wear your hat. Or maybe an official LeBron James jersey that we promise will make you look like LeBron from your neck to your waist. Promise not valid in the lower 48 states, Alaska, Hawaii, or any other place in the universe. Gear up with authentic NBA gear from NBAstore.com. One store, every team. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report. All right, back here on the Black and Blue Report, still to come, Anthony Mackey today. That's our big guest. Uh, our alongside big guest, of course, would be John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Senior Chief joins us here on this uh, Thursday. We bring you in, John, because the NFL schedule is out, and I know people are already uh, figuring out where the RV gets parked and everything else, as now we know the dates and uh, which uh, which games fall when. I, I, I love the fact that now finally the NFL, like the NBA, has embraced the schedule release as its own holiday, if you will. So last night, national television coverage, and of course, black and blue report coverage today. Welcome in, JD. Well, I'm glad to be here. Now, I, I got to say this: I got to back up to, to an original statement you made. Okay. And I'm a big fan of Anthony Mackey's. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I have watched a lot of his work, and I'm just, you know, kind of overwhelmed to be on the same show with him. I know nobody wants to listen to me after they hear the name Anthony Mackey. But, you know, you stuck with me anyway. But, you know, just to let everybody know, I like Anthony Mackey, too. I know you do. Uh, and I thought we'd, <laughs> I thought we'd, you'd, you'd be a perfect, uh, you know, ramp it up to Anthony Mackey guy, let alone let's, let's get the big topic out of the way here, and that's the Saints schedule. So, see, that's, what, that's the way the Black and Blue Report is falling into place today. It just yeah, seems like I, a I natural progression. John DeShazer, yeah, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no hurt locker actor, but you know, I can, I can administer some hurt maybe, but every now and then. But uh, no, no hurt locker. Well, he is a superhero now, and I'm sure maybe many see you as a superhero as well. Well, no, nah. but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the Saints' schedule here. Three of the first four are on the road. Only one home game in the month of September for Saints fans. Uh, and uh, and five games in prime time. You can't have any more than five. The Saints get all five appearances uh, across the prime time docket. So uh, I guess first blush, your thoughts on the Saints schedule, and then we'll kind of work our way through it here. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's a, a pretty uh, ambitious start. You know, three of the first four on the road, even though those three are not against uh, teams that made the playoffs last season. However, it is a, a nice early road test for a team that went three and five on the road last year. So that's an area where you know the Saints wanted to improve. In fact, they lost their last three on the road. So, you know, they understand that had they won another road game or two, they would have been NFC South Division champions rather than runners-up, probably would have had a home playoff game as opposed to being a wild card. And even though they did win the wild card game in Philadelphia, the first road uh, playoff win in franchise history, You'd rather be home. So, you know, they'll have a chance to establish an identity on the road early. And granted, you know, the season opener at Atlanta, blood rival, you know, next game at Cleveland, fourth game at Dallas in prime time. So none of, none of them figure to be easy games. But you know what? You know, we say this all the time with the Pelicans, and, and every NFL team knows it also. You got to win it. You got to win on the road. You know, you, 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 you figure you're going to take care of home, but you've got to win on the road. And so the Saints are going to start off, and they'll establish an identity early about what they're capable of doing on the road. 
we always kind of talk about the early and how you end. And, and I love how the NFL stacks this up. While I don't agree with, and we talked about this last year too, I, I don't agree with playing your arch rival in week one. That being said, that that's an old, tired topic at this point. But the way you end is kind of the NFL formula as well. Division opponents, and with the NFC South lining up as such, those two games to end the season, home against Atlanta on December the 21st, and then on the road to Tampa Bay on the 28th of December, could factor in, or at least the NFL hopes that it factors in, to a um, drama-filled final two weeks of the regular season. Well, absolutely, and don't forget two weeks before the Atlanta game. So three of the last four, actually, they'll play Carolina also. So they'll have their three division rivals, Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, three out of the last four games. So as you sprint toward the finish and you're trying to win the NFC South division or you're trying to prevent somebody else from winning it, you know, whatever position the Saints find themselves in, they'll have an opportunity to either, you know, solidify themselves or to skyrocket up the standings because you'll be playing everybody head to head. So you'll have an opportunity to make some movement there one way or the other. John, last season we had a storyline. We kind of called it the gauntlet. There was a stretch on the schedule last season where from it was about late October through November, it seemed to be this murderer's row of opponents for the New Orleans Saints. The Saints fared pretty well during that stretch. Is there a gauntlet this year on the schedule in your eyes? Exact same thing. Had three games in a 12-day stretch last year, and they won all three. I think it was Dallas, San Francisco, and Atlanta. The exact same thing happens this year. This time it's going to be Detroit, Green Bay, and Carolina in a in a 12-day stretch in October. And you know, I understand, you know, football, it's a hard game. It's a man's game. You know, it's a physical game. But three games in a 12-day stretch, to me, is excessive for what these guys are asked to do and the way they're asked to put their bodies on the line, especially if the NFL won't consider expanding the game day roster or expanding, you know, the 53-man roster. You're asking a lot of, out of these guys to play three games in 12 days. And, you know, I just think the product isn't as good as it could be, especially when you're talking about that third game. You know, it's, it's already a quick turn when you play on a Sunday and then a Thursday. But when you add in another game right ahead of that, it's just a difficult way to, to – it's a difficult task to ask of any team. And I don't know how many teams have to do it, but I know the Saints did it last year. They navigated it well last year. They won the three games. But by the end, that, that last game, which occurred in Atlanta, we were at that game – you know, you could see, you know, the Falcons and Saints were pretty much on fumes by that time. Mm-hmm. And before those three games in 12 days, like you mentioned, is the bye week. The Saints bye week this year is week six. Um, in your eyes, is that a non-story or does the bye week actually factor in bigger than one would, I guess, initially think? Well, the the reason it factors in is because it's before that gauntlet. You know, it's it's before that three games in 12 days. So you hope to, you know, allow guys to get their bodies together and get the rest. But to be honest with you, I bet you the players will say, okay, give me the bye after that three games in 12 days. So let me have it after so the body can heal a little bit more rather than, you know, a week and a half. Give me a full two weeks, and, and that'll help even more. So, you know, yeah, it comes before, but, you know, it, it comes before that stretch. Maybe, you know, it breaks a little bit of a, a rhythm. It, you know, I, I think a bye week, you know, five weeks into the season is a little bit early for me. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily break the monotony. I think, you know, most teams, if they had their druthers, they'd have it right smack dab in the middle of the season, right after week eight or right after week nine or so, where you're right there in the middle and you get a chance to get that mental and physical break as opposed to after, after week five. But, hey, you take it where you can get it, and that's where it's going to fall for the Saints. Put your Saints fan, uh, Saints uh, fan hat on for a moment. Just uh, you know, 
just a guy who wants to go see a good football game, if you know what I mean. Um, if you take the eight home games in the regular season, I'm going to immediately eliminate San Francisco and Atlanta, which would be the two, I think, marquee home games on the schedule. If, if you could only pick one or maybe two other games out of the, the, the six that I leave you, which ones would you want or would you want to make sure that you are in attendance at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? If I'm a Saints fan, I want to I want to see that Green Bay uh, primetime game. Obviously, uh, you know you're talking about a Sunday night game, 7:30 p.m. Green Bay at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. When you're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming in, because you know it's going to be a big game. You know Green Bay is going to be contending for the NFC North division title, so you figure that's going to be a huge game. I also think, you know, if I'm a Saints fan, I want to see the Carolina game on December the 7th because. These might be the two teams that will be fighting it out for the division title again this year. Carolina, even though they lost some receivers, they've still got a great defense. They've still got Cam Newton at quarterback. They've still got a nice running game. They're trying to find some receivers. Maybe they'll pick up a couple of receivers in the NFL draft, and maybe they'll be able to plug those holes that way. But you figure the way Carolina plays, they're a team that looks like they have a sustainable formula in terms of winning. And that could be a game that could determine which one of those two teams wins the NFC South Division title. So that December 7th game against against Carolina will be one I want to see. And the October 26th game against Green Bay will be another one I want to see. Good picks, good picks. All right, John DeShazer, now put your uh, senior chief hat back on for NewOrleansSaints.com. Um, with regard to the road games, for you personally, I guess, is there one that you are looking forward to more than any other? Well, really, um, December 15th in Chicago, because that game will have all the elements of some things that, you know, the Saints went up against last year. It's against a formidable opponent, the Bears. It's going to be a cold-weather game, and that's something that the Saints had to overcome last year in Philadelphia, but something that, you know, it was a topic of discussion for much of last season until they were able to kind of exercise that demon in the playoffs against Philadelphia. And also it's a primetime game, and the Saints generally fare well in primetime games. Now, the only time they didn't fare well in the primetime game last year was a Monday night game in Seattle. This will be, you know, similar, maybe similar uh, conditions will be cold. And in Chicago, it's going to be windy, potentially snow. So who knows what the weather is going to do there. And then you got the Saints going out there trying to win a game on the road against a formidable, formidable opponent. And then on top of that, it will be the week after the Carolina game. So the Saints will have to get up physically and mentally for back-to-back games in there. You know, there won't be an opportunity to have a letdown where you can kind of look at a team and, and maybe kind of overlook them or maybe feel like you won't have to put forth as much effort. You know you're going to get everything the Bears had. And the Saints won in Chicago last year. The Bears haven't forgotten. The Saints won a game that was an emotional game. They were extremely pleased with winning that game in Chicago early in last season, and they're going to want to do it again. But, you know, again, it figures to be cold. If It figures to be a formidable opponent in the Bears. And it's prime time where the Saints have played some of the best football. So all those factors kind of go into that one. So I want to see how they how they do on December 15th against the Bears. Sure is fun to talk about, and it will be here, my friend, uh, before we know it. And it all starts on uh, Friday night, August the 8th at St. Louis, the first of the four preseason games. Um, you better get some you better get some downtime, my friend. You have got a busy schedule coming up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to see if I can just find a little cocoon to get into and just, you know, hibernate for a little bit, of, a little bit of time. You, and speaking of which, you probably better do the same. Well, I will at some point here, I promise you. And so will producer Dan. But for today, 
today, John, it's you and me and Anthony Mackey, and I know you're thrilled about that. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, you know, one of my favorite actors. I mean, I've seen him in so many films, and he's one of those guys where every time you turn around, you know, for a while, there was his face everywhere. So it was like, who, you know, this dude is, you know, he's, he, well, obviously he's extremely talented. Otherwise, people wouldn't want him to be in their films. But he's made some really nice movies, and I, and I just like him as an actor. I think he's the next Will Smith. Very well could be. I mean, he's in a movie that, um, you know, if, if you get a chance, you know, talk to him about them. He was in a movie called She Hate Me. And it, yes. I, it was a, a hilarious movie. I, I loved it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, every time I get a chance to see it, I watch it. And I generally, that's like 3 a.m. or something. I don't know why I'm up that time of morning, but that seems to be the only time it comes on. But I've seen that I've seen that movie about three, four times, and I think it's one of his early films. But it's just one of those that really catches my attention, and it's kind of you know just a funny theme to it. Yep, and I, I and I and I bring up the Will Smith thing in this sense, as far as being a a, a very large movie star, I think that uh, Anthony is a much better actor skill wise than Will Smith will ever be. Well, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yep. All right, JD, good stuff. Thanks again for coming on today. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. You got me. All right. John with us from NewOrleansSaints.com. The schedule is out. Of course, you can find more at NewOrleansSaints.com. All right. We've talked enough about it today. Let's get right to it. Coming up right after the timeout, Anthony Mackey joins us in Studio B right after these messages. Okay. You've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, now that the Pelican season is over with, and I'm not chasing the basketball team all over the country, I've been able to catch up on some late-night TV. And I, I'll tell you what, I guess I'm a little sick and tired of watching actors like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck come on and talk about Boston teams or Billy Crystal about his beloved Clippers. So I thought here on the Black and Blue Report, we'd bring in our own movie star who would talk about New Orleans teams like the Saints and the Pelicans. And we found a guy. That guy's Anthony Mackey, who is currently starring in Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's a part of a long list of work that he's put together, and he's a New Orleanian. And as I'm, as I'm aware here, Anthony, you are a very big Saints fan and Pelicans fan. Oh, no question. I've gotten in many of uh, arguments about the Pelicans and the, um, the Saints uh, over the years, so I'm probably the biggest fan in and outside of New Orleans. 
So why is it that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and all them get away with every interview talking about the Patriots or the Red Sox or the Bruins? It, it, it gets a little old and tiresome, don't you think? Well, I think it's very tiresome. I mean, if you look at, you know, Boston, uh, they haven't really done anything since Spygate. And if you look at the Boston uh, baseball team, you know, they went so long without a championship, then all of a sudden they win a few. But as soon as they get rid of David Ortiz, I think that's going to bring them back down to earth. Well, I think I think you're absolutely right on that, and and I'm hoping now that you're a big movie star yourself, you'll start steering every interview on national uh, television shows toward the black and gold. Can you do that? Oh, you better believe it. The um, the year we did Adjustment Bureau, Matt Damon and I had a bet that the uh, Saints would make the Super Bowl and the Patriots wouldn't. And uh, that year, I think we beat the Patriots like 44 to three or something crazy. And uh, he had to go on David Letterman wearing a Saints jersey. And, um, I saw it. Yeah, that, cool. that jersey is framed and in my house, thanks to Matt Damon. Oh, he didn't want to wear it again? Oh, no, 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 no. He definitely it was painful. I, uh, I got two of them. I framed one for him, and I put one in my house. What's it mean for you to, uh, to be a New Orleanian and still call New Orleans home? We've had a lot of guys who have uh, come from this neighborhood, if you will, and who have uh, failed to come back home to live, but yet you do reside here in New Orleans, Anthony. Uh, I do, and I think a lot of people, you know, the the one good thing that came out of Katrina, it made us realize how important New Orleans is and how unique New Orleans is. I've been all over the world, and I've never experienced a people, a culture, a style like down here in New Orleans. It's truly something where people know how to enjoy life, um, and I don't think you can find that anywhere else. Um, and I think a lot of people are just, you know, really excited. Of, I was a very, really popular kid. So the idea of being popular was never something that was new to me. Um, the only thing that excites me every year is when it gets, you know, sunny outside and I can go fishing and, <laughs> and catch some football. So um, it was as soon as my career got to a point where I didn't need to be in New York or L.A., I came straight back home. I got it. I got it. Hey, uh, tell me about your love for the Saints. When did this all start for you? I, I would have a feeling it was pretty far back. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was a kid and uh, my dad had season tickets and uh, I was never able to go to the game because my mom wouldn't let me. And, you know, he would always go with his uh, friend. And um, one year after the game, I was downtown and I met uh, Dalton Hilliard and uh, he was by far the nicest person I and by far the biggest person I had ever met and uh from that time my dad was a diehard Saints fan I mean you know every truck he bought was either a gold truck or a black truck and he always had his Saints helmet on the side of his truck and he could talk you down into the ground about the Saints and every day after work whether it was football season or not people would sit outside uh his warehouse and talk about the Saints people would just drive up at five o'clock just so they can argue about the Saints so growing up in that culture my entire life um, it just kind of inherently came to me. That's why, you know, I give uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon when we work together, that's why I give them the blues because, you know, Tom Brady is a star, not the New England Patriots. But I feel like in New Orleans, the Saints are stars. Yeah, I think that's why this team is so loved in this uh, culture. And I do have to ask you, if if the old man never took you to the Saints game, when you yourself became a season ticket holder, Anthony, did you buy better season tickets just to almost spite him a little bit? <laughs> you know what I did? Because I got the tickets for he and I to be able to go to the games. And I got the two cheap, cheapest seats at the top of the dome. And over <laughs> the past, I guess, 12 years now, I've worked my way down to uh, – 
to my optimum seats where my two brothers and I go to every single home game and literally just call. We were sitting behind a row of nuns and um, the nuns complained that we were too uh, jovial. And I thought they were just like women dressed up as nuns. I didn't know real nuns went to a football game. So <laughs> so um, the second year into moving down, they made us move. The Saints gave us seats a section over from the nuns. So now, you know, that's the rowdy section in the dome on the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like many, as you referenced there, do you dress up to go to games? Uh, I have my uh, my paraphernalia. I have my Mackey jersey. Uh, I feel like the three Mackey boys are by far the 12th, 13th, and 14th man on the field. Uh, I always try to get Morstead to uh, look at me or give me a ball when he's practicing his kits, kicks and he never acknowledges me. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty funny. So Morstead, if you're listening, I'm the dude behind you yelling at you 11 rows up. So say what's <laughs> up to me. You wear, so, so you wear your own jersey. You have Mackie on the back of your Saints jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. My two brothers and I, we all have Mackie on our jerseys. All right, so help me out with this debate here because this makes me unpopular with the black and gold faithful. I, I have a hard time wearing another man's jersey. That's what I'm – I can't put another man's name. The only other jersey I have with another dude's name on it is Deuce McAllister. And okay. that, was, that was because Duke – that that jersey like signified everything about the Saints coming back after Katrina, what the season was, you know, what Deuce was to that team. He was our he was our workhorse, you know. And yeah. when the game is really special and the nostalgic sake, I'll you know, when they're away, I'll sit on my couch and wear my Deuce McAllister jersey. But other than that, I cannot put another dude's name on my back. Okay, so we're in agreement on this. So maybe are we saying that instead of saying wearing a Robert Meacham jersey? I should I should have Kelly on mine and my buddy should have Pell on his or their own name on their on their Saints jersey, right? Well, you have to because you're the 12th man. So you never know when Peyton's going to look up in the stand and call me into the game. So I can't have somebody else's name on my back. So, you know, I'm always ready for Sean to tap me in and let me know when to go into the game. So whenever he's ready for that, Mackie, number 11 is ready to go in. Oh, number 11, okay. Yeah. It was, was hard say, when we, could... we had Brunel, but Brunel's gone, so – you know, everybody's like, why you have on the Mark Brunel jersey? I'm like, no, he took my number. So, <laughs> yeah. And Colston's got 12, so we can't have, a, we can't have everybody wear 12 to be exactly. the 12th man, right? You can't do it. You got to pick your own number. So, you know, you never know when Sean's going to pull you out the stand. So. Now, I see Sean in the, in the lunchroom pretty frequently. And, and if I stop him and say, Coach, talk to Anthony Mackey. He says he's ready to go. I need to know what position – uh, Mr. Mackey, you could you could help out the Saints with. Well, I definitely when I was in high school, uh, I was a highly recruited free safety. Uh, then I met some uh, NFL free safeties, and I know I can't be an NFL free safety, but I definitely can be a slot receiver. You give me uh, five to fifteen yards to work with, and I'll catch the ball over anybody. Well, Darrell Revis, Darrell Revis will tell you I can catch a football. Oh well, okay. So you've been on Revis Island. What, what's yes. all there? Uh, n- actually, nothing. It's a desert wasteland because he shut everything down. But I, I can I can say, and I have footage of this. I've caught two passes on Darrell Revis when he was in New York. I'm very proud of that. And then mm, the, the third one, he just dismantled me and intercepted the ball and pushed me into the turf like a mean, angry football player. But those first two, I got them. Well, I figured he'd let you have a couple and then, then show you who's boss. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, you know, we have a couple of superheroes that dress up for the Saints games. Um, and now that you're a superhero yourself, any any thought on maybe wearing the Falcon costume to a Saints game this fall? I've been talking to a friend of mine who is a, uh, a costume maker, and I'm in a position now of uh, trying to figure out a costume my two brothers and I can wear to the game uh, just because it's so important. But, you know, it all depends on the Saints. Uh, you know, they, they haven't been nice to me over the years, so oh. I, I don't know. I don't know. You mean the Saints as in their play or their Saints in, in their hospitality? <laughs> we can fix a couple Touché. of these things. Yeah. As, um, in, as in their play. It just, it's, it's sometimes it's very upset. And I want to get that uh, left side of the offensive line fixed so then we can wear our costumes and have a good time. On, when I first moved to New Orleans, Anthony, they told me that on Monday, if I had not seen the Saints game, I could tell whether or not the team won or lost by the behavior in traffic or even waiting for an elevator. Right, right, um, right. Which proved to be true. Um, so for you, whether it be on set or in your neighborhood or whatever, are you deeply affected on Monday by the result on Sunday? Uh, the end of Sunday and all of Monday is by far the worst or best days of my week if the Saints win or lose. Uh, you can always tell. And my friends know if the Saints lose, they don't, they just don't talk to me. I just stay home and, you know, I just try to figure out what we did wrong and how we lost that game. But I feel like now if you look at the team, finally we shored up our defensive backfield. And I think, um, I think this is going to be a good season. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anthony Mackey here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Let's go back to the Falcon for a moment. Here you are. You're part of the biggest movie out there right now, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, You must be proud of what you've been able to do with this, and I'm curious what it's like to to fly and uh, be a part of such a big deal. Uh, It's great, man. It's, you know, from my time as a kid, when I first got into acting at NOCA, I said I wanted to do a Western and I wanted to be a superhero. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, it it, it came to pass and uh, I wanted to take full advantage of the opportunity. So it's it's been a monumental um, uh, uh, experience, every aspect of it. And I've literally gone into it blindly and tried to enjoy every part of it. And, um, you know, it's it's extremely painful. I've, I've said before and I'll say it again, the hardest working actors in Hollywood are flying superheroes Mm. because they tie you up to strings and literally just push you around and yank you and flip you, you know, eight hours a day, all day, every day until they have what they need. So there's, and there's nothing natural about the human anatomy uh, that deals with flying, you know? So it's just, it's extremely painful. You definitely have to be in good shape to do it. Uh, Well, you know, and and I think you probably are. And and I I do have to ask you because you mentioned Noka and there's Juilliard in there. You're a seriously trained actor. And Anthony, I find it sometimes humorous when actors are so highbrow that they say, well, I don't I don't do summer blockbusters or I don't do superhero (laughs) movies. Uh, Apparently, you're not above that. I don't trust those people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you've done film television and theater which one strikes you the most uh theater i think you know going through noca you know i had the i had this amazing teacher named elliot keener who when i was at school you know he was the he was the new orleans actor he was in all the movies and he was our teacher he and janet shea and ray Rizel, they really introduced me to a world outside of new orleans I mean, they, they put me in a position where I read all these uh, playoffs and I mean, all these um, playwrights and all these different aspects of culture and style and really just involved me in something larger than what I thought my world was. So, 
you know, doing my first Shakespeare play at NOCA, doing my first Chekhov play at NOCA, reading Ibsen for the first time at NOCA, you know, it, it really informed me about who I wanted to be as a person growing up. So now that that feeling has always stayed with me. So when I do theater, I still have that same emotional connection as I did when I was 14 and 15 going to NOCA. Speaking of theater, about four years ago, I think you started with Christopher Walken, didn't you? Right, yeah, on Broadway, yeah. Okay, you got to have a good Christopher Walken story, if not an impersonation. <laughs> I have a good, so we're, um, that's funny you bring that up. We, uh, we were doing these um, kind of like auditions, like re- rehearsal thingies, and uh, Chris Walken has these, these cats like these they're i think they're called uh hemingway cats they're very rare and they're called six toe there's they're six toe cats like they're cats with six toes on each foot so one day i come out of my room and i see the cat in the hallway and i'm like oh my god chris walken's cat is is like in the hallway so i chase the cat the cat goes around goes into the room comes out on the balcony so i'm like oh man chris walken's cat's gonna jump off the balcony so i come out on the balcony <laughs> i look and um, Chris Walken's like, hey, what are you doing out here? I'm like, ah, so I run back. I run back in my room. I get to the hallway and the cat's sitting there looking at me. And I'm like, I think this cat just set me up. So I come out to the balcony a little while later and he's taking his cat uh, cages and stacked them between his room and my room. So I can't mm-hmm. get past the cat cages and the cat can't get to me. So for the, past, for the next three months, I had this very uh, tumultuous relationship with one of his cats and uh, it was by far the um, the epitome of a bad work experience was me and Chris Walken's cat. I, he's a kind of a freaky <laughs> dude, so the whole cat thing doesn't surprise me a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, they're really rare, odd cats, but he has a bunch of them. The theater thing uh, is is a love relationship with an audience. And in pro sports, it's very much the same way. Every Every athlete I talk to... Uh, is affected by the crowd, either positively or negatively. Is that maybe the best correlation between what you do and what those guys down the hall do here? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, I know, you know, that's why it, it, it confuses me when I go to a game and I, people, I see people sitting there watching it like it's a spectator sport. It confuses me why Seattle's dome is louder than our, uh, Seattle Stadium is longer, louder than our stadium. It just, it really befuddles me. I feel like if you're going to be quiet, a football game is not the place to be quiet. If, if you know, it's not a place to get raucous and chaotic, but it's definitely a place to go with your fellow man and make a lot of noise. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that I pride myself on, our section being so loud. And uh, that's why the players always come up to our section after the game and, like, hand out footballs and gloves and stuff. Because when we're making noise, when we're in the heat of it, you, you really can't hear anything. And I always plead with the people around us who get tickets from other people to make some noise, you know, because that feeds the players. The players, you know, they 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 thrive on that, especially on defense. On offense, you can sit down, drink your soda, and eat your popcorn. But on defense, you should be doing backflips up there. Yeah, I think that you have just walked yourself into a new job. Um, <laughs> I went to I, I I went with the Saints to the Atlanta Falcons game in Atlanta this past oh, season. I was there. Okay, all right. So then you're going to know what I'm talking about. Your your buddy, I'm sure, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah, was not only there but all over yeah. the video screens I was with, with his Rise Up videos. I was right there with him. Oh yeah. 
Okay, so number one, I thought to myself, never again will Samuel L. Jackson be a guest of ours at a Pelicans or Saints game. But number two, maybe it's Anthony Mackey who could become that person for us here in New Orleans. I've, I've been, I've been, pre- you're preaching to the choir when I saw that because you know Sam is a really good friend of mine, and we've done four movies together, and I literally talk to him once a week, and uh, I've known him for a long time. And when I was in Atlanta, it was the uh, it was either the Sunday night or the Monday night game. And he was like, um, you know, let's you know, you're going to the game. Come over. Let's go to the game. So I'm standing there and I look up and he has on his rise up glasses and he does the rise up video. And I'm like, you just set me up mm-hmm. like, you know, like if this is un- like I want to run out on the field and get arrested right now and take out, you know, Maddie, no ice. You know, so I was like, you know what, from now on, if you ever come to a Saints game, you're going to feel the burn. You're going to know what you just put yourself into. And luckily, we went out there and showed him who was boss and, you know, helped Matty Ice realize that uh, he's no ice. Are you the best trash talker in Hollywood? (laughs) I talk some good trash. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, because Matt Damon's brought it up. And now you're telling me the story about Samuel L. Jackson. I think I think. You're as good as some of these guys that are in uniform. I talk some good trash. I keep it clean, but I talk some good trash. I, oh, you um, don't keep it clean. I, I Come keep on. it clean. I keep it clean because, you know, you never, never know where guys are coming from. You know, you might hurt someone's ego or something like that. So I keep it clean. I, I keep it purposeful. I want them to know my trash talk is deliberate and specific because I know their team is not better than my team. And I hope this year, you know, I hope we get the opportunity to play the uh, Bad News Bears in San Francisco and uh, show them what's up, that we don't have to get arrested and, uh, you know, use PEDs to be able to spank their behind like we should every season. Oh, see, I knew you'd slip in a little trash talk. If I just walked (laughs) you to the ledge a little bit, you'd go for it. I saw you, uh, Anthony, on Jimmy Fallon not too long ago. Um, (laughs) You you haven't stolen anything from our studio yet, have you? (laughs) I I just got here. Give me a little bit of time. you'll, You'll see an email by the time I walk out of here. That had to be one of the funniest appearances I've seen. What, what, you went after what? Sharpies and a, and a microphone. The sharpies and a microphone. Now, Jimmy's my man. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. At the beginning of his uh, late night career, late, late night career, and at the beginning of really my rise to stardom in acting, I was on his show. And I've done his show eight times now. And that's what, you know, I always joke about him and laugh with because I'm like, you know, we started at the same place at the same time. And now I'm in this huge blockbuster and he is the host of Late Night. You know, so we've kind of came to fruition at the same time. We've kind of came to celebrity at the same time. And that's why I always joke with him like, you know, he, I and even the roots. We've all kind of hit the pinnacle of what our celebrity is at the same time. So for him to be where he is and for him to for me to be where I am is kind of, you know, it's um, it's 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 a great experience. It's a great experience to see a good friend make it, you know, and you make it as well. So that's why I just go on the show and just go. I'm like, I don't I don't care, dude. I don't I, I don't care. I can't mess up. You know, no, it's 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 so cool to see that happen. And for us to have you represent our city in a similar fashion. Yeah, is is stunning. Yeah, I mean, and it I really think, is. You know, New Orleans is one of those cities, and I, I try to explain this to people all the time. I feel like New Orleans is the only city where you don't have to worry about being cool. 
Everywhere you go, New York, if you go to L.A., you go to Chicago, people just try to be cool. New Orleans is the only place where you can come, you could be a billionaire or you can be a homeless person. You can sit at the same bar and have a drink right next to with uh, each one of those people on opposite sides of you. So you don't have to worry about being cool. If you go somewhere and you tell somebody you're from New Orleans, one thing I know for sure, you are instantly cool. Speaking of cool, um, when you leave me here in Studio B, Anthony, I think they're going to take you around to the Saints uh, practice locker room, the facility, show you the whole thing. Yeah. Um, can I trust, because you're in a position where many Saints fans would like to be, um, can I trust that you'll be cool going through those facilities today? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pictures will be taken. Uh, seats will be sat in. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, man. I'm, uh, I've been waiting for this experience for a long time. So Rita Benson better come and get me out of here because something will be, uh, will be uh, escorted out. Yes, yes. Now, is there anything that you will have to do today at the facility um, that would probably get me run out of the building? Uh, I don't I don't know yet. I have to I have to see what part of the facility they uh, they let me in. Uh, They definitely cannot let me near uh, Jordan's uh, locker. Uh, They definitely cannot let me near Drew Brees's locker. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus Colston locker might be defaced a little bit. Uh, but that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Hey, give me a quick plug on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I don't want to have you on here and not promote what your current work is here. Uh, yeah. So Captain America, the Winter Soldier is in theaters now. It's been number one for three weeks. It's the best movie of the year. Um, it's basically the story of a New Orleans hometown boy making it good with wings. So uh, get some popcorn, get a date and go check it out. Does the Falcon get his own movie at some point here? I hope so. Uh, and I hope you say that every day until someone hears you <laughs> with the power to give him his own movie. <laughs> well, the NFL schedule is uh, is out, and so I will uh, look for you at games here shortly enough. And I can't wait to hear your latest ideas uh, for the black and gold on how we can make the Mercedes-Benz Superdome even a more vicious place to come and play. Oh, in. man, I got a list. I got a list. Just let me know. You know what? I really appreciate you coming by here today. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time, and so this has been fantastic. I hope you enjoy your visit today, and uh, keep up the good work, Anthony. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yep, Anthony Mackey, star of not only the Hurt Locker, uh, Broadway, television, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. There's so much more. Check him out online. You can do that easily. And, of course, check him out in his personalized jersey at the Saints game (laughs) this fall. Back on Black and Blue Report right after this. Go Saints. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Intergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Intergy. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. 
Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. How much fun was that? Anthony Mackey with us here on the Black and Blue Report. He uh, is often running now throughout the uh, facilities here at 5800 Airline Drive. I have a feeling that Mr. Mackey will be back with us on the Black and Blue Report perhaps as we get closer to the football season. A lot of fun. Wish him all the best. Our thanks to Anthony Mackey, of course, and to John DeShazer, too, for stopping by today's Black and Blue Report. Again, the schedule is out. You can find it at NewOrleansSaints.com. And uh, we are anxiously awaiting uh, the NFL draft at this point. That's the next thing on the calendar now for these guys um, after what was now going to be the conclusion of the voluntary offseason workouts here shortly. Uh, and then after that, it's rookie minicamp and then OTAs and then the full minicamp. And uh, you get the idea. We'll be rolling rather quickly toward August the 8th. The NBA playoffs continue tonight. So do the NHL playoffs. So continue enjoying all the great sports on television. And, of course, don't forget, if you can, head out to the Zurich Classic this weekend. That to play is now fully underway with the pros certainly under the spotlight. And for those of you jazz festing this weekend, uh, stay hydrated, but have a great time. It is possibly one of the best times of the year in New Orleans here over the next couple of weeks. All right, that'll do it for us from Studio B here at the world headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Daniel Salerson, Anthony Mackey, John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Until then, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org.